How many of you noticed the young lady that was leading the music for the kiddos this morning? I tell you what, she had more get up and go than most people I ever saw. And I would say Brother Harold ought to do that for us, but I don't think we'd respond like the kiddos did. We don't have enough get up and go to do that. It was, uh, I enjoyed that very much. I praise God for what God did with our students as well as our children. And I praise the Lord that we have the opportunity to serve Him. Tonight, just for a moment, I, uh, I told my son this morning, I took 50 minutes and put it into 15, and uh, tonight I'm going to take 15 and put it into a short spell. I'm going to ask you to turn with me, first of all, to Matthew chapter 9, verse 2. And we're going to look at three times in the New Testament that Jesus says, be of good cheer. In verse 2 it says, and behold, they brought to Jesus the paralytic laying on the bed, and when Jesus saw his faith, he said to the paralytic, son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven unto you. When I think about being of good cheer, I think about being happy. I don't think that we can be in really in good cheer or enjoy what, and that says enjoy what's going on, be of a good cheer. I don't think we do that unless we're happy. And the Word of God says that we as believers should be the happiest people on the face of the earth. We should be exhibiting happiness within our hearts. The Word of God tells us, as you all know, in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice again, and I rejoice always, and again I say rejoice. We should be rejoicing in the Lord, should be happy. 1 Thessalonians says to us, first chapter 5, verse 16, and the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the air, in the clouds, and meet with the Lord. Praise God, we should be happy because Jesus has promised us he's going to come again. It doesn't matter what goes on in our midst. Now, I want you to realize that happy doesn't always mean shining teeth. We can be happy in our hearts. We can be rejoicing in our hearts when things are really, really, really difficult around about us. So we don't have to be ha, ha, rah, rah happy. We don't have to be like, well, you know, when I first started reading this instead, I thought about the cheerleaders whenever years and many, many, many years ago when I was playing ball. The cheerleaders they jumped, screamed, hollered, carried on, all kinds of stuff, trying to motivate the folks that were playing ball and trying to get the spectators involved in the game. Jesus said, 
to the paralytic. Your faith. Rejoice. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you whole and your sins are forgiven. Folks, it's important that we realize as Christians, as born-again believers, that we should always, always say thank you, Lord, and praise Him. I am sure, and I, I, I don't know, it doesn't say, but I'm sure the paralytic was overwhelmed and wanting to praise Jesus and thank Jesus for what He had done in his life. And it's so important as we exhibit the happiness, the comfort, the joy, we need to be very filled with the presence of God the Holy Spirit to where our happiness flows from us to those about us. I believe happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. You can choose to be happy whenever things are really tough. Now again, I'm not saying all smiles, but you can choose to be happy in the Lord and know that God's in charge and God's going to take care of it. Now, I, I know that sometimes we, we kind of say, Lord God, I, I need to hear a word of, of comfort from you. I need to hear a, a reassuring word from you. That's the reason he gave us the word of God, so that we can have that reassuring word. But there in Matthew, in, in chapter 9 and verse 2, he assured, he gave that, that, uh, that paralytic the assurance that he would be forgiven of his sin, that he would be saved. We have that assurance of that. Also in Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, it tells us that our sins are washed away with the blood of Jesus. Whenever he forgave the paralytic. Whenever he healed the paralytic, his sins were forgiven. And it word says to us, there in Revelations, our sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus. Now I'm paraphrasing some of this, okay? Also we find that in this, ex this, this statement of, of be of good cheer, through salvation, we also not only are our sins washed away, but judgment is done away with. Judgment is subsided. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, Walk with the Spirit of God and there will be no condemnation. If we walk with God, if we let God lead our lives, if we allow God the Holy Spirit to walk with us. It's real easy for us to read the Word. It's real easy for us to say to give lip service. But it's more difficult to live it out. It's more difficult to say whenever it's, it's difficult out here, I'm going to be happy in my heart. I'm going to be rejoicing in my heart because I know that Jesus is, is in charge. And I know that I'm, my sins are forgiven. I know that I'm not going to stand in judgment. And I also know beyond a shadow of a doubt, according to Romans chapter 5, verse 89, that we are justified by Jesus' blood. In other words, we're not going to go to hell. We're not going to go to hell. Now, I, if there's anything we ought to be jumping up and down and saying praise God for, is we're not going to go to hell. We're not going to experience that in any way, form, or fashion. 
And I praise God that through that idea of be of good cheer to that, to that paralytic, he convinced us, showed us that we don't have to worry about sin, judgment, or hell, and that we need to come before God. And then in John chapter 16, turn over to John chapter 16, verse 33. John chapter 16, verse 33. And gentlemen, I'm sorry I didn't give you all these verses ahead of time. John chapter 16, verse 33. And it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace, and in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yes, we're going to have tribulation. Yes, there's going to be problems, but Jesus says, I've overcome it. And I, I think of you know, in, in my little bitty brain about this big, when I think about Jesus overcome, I think about the victory. Victory in Jesus. Doesn't matter where we're walking, doesn't matter what's happening, we enjoy victory in Jesus in all of our lives as far as overcoming our sin. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, Sin has been and is being and will be overcome. It has been, it is being, and it will continue to be overcome. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's always going to handle sin if we will acknowledge him. And it says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. I have got victory over that. Also, not only has he overcome sin, but he's overcome Satan. We can stand against Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. We can have victory over Satan. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Submit to God, and the devil himself will flee from you. When you let God take charge of our life, whenever we open up and say, Okay, God, I'm going to quit trying to run the show. I'm going to quit trying to be in charge. I'm going to say, Okay, God, you just give me the path. You just point a direction. I'm not going to ask why, I'm not going to ask when, I'm, going to ask, I'm not going to ask where, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do what you say. And when we walk closely with God like that, the devil will not stay around. He's going to run from us. His word of God says, and the devil will flee. And I praise God that through Jesus Christ, he says, be of good cheer, I have given you victory. Because I've overcome the world. And not only as he said do we have victory over <clears throat> the devil. But there's one other great enemy that we have. And that other great enemy. Is self. Self. I want to be in charge. I want to run my life. I want to do it the way I want to do it. Self is a great enemy. One of the greatest enemies we have. Because self shows itself in pride, in selfishness, in wanting to be in charge, 
wanting to be the head of everything, wanting to be involved in everything, and I'm not saying involved from the standpoint of prayer and all. I'm saying I want my fingers in this and this and this and this and this. Pride through our self is very dangerous. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and following, and it says, my, this is paraphrased, my greatest enemy is me. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, we all have a fight within ourselves. We battle within ourselves. I've told you the story more than once, and I'm not going to tell it to you again tonight about the old Indian chief. Folks, let me tell you, whatever you feed the most in your life is the one that's going to be in charge. It's going to be the one that's going to be strongest. If you feed the power of God, the Holy Spirit, and release him and let him move in your life, I guarantee you, he will be the strongest. He will direct your life as you go forward. Jesus is greater than all. Jesus is greater than all. It doesn't matter. So the third one of cheer is found in Mark chapter 6, verse 50. Find my little marker here. Mark, <clears throat> Mark chapter 6. And I know it's in my Bible. Verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled. But immediately he talked with them and said, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. One of the things that I noticed in studying about what I preached this morning about walking on the water with Jesus is that it's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and John. But it's not recorded in Luke. And I was wondering why. You know, I, I don't have a great big, huge understanding of all that kind of stuff, so I did a little digging. And from everything I could find, at this point in time, Luke was not an active follower of Jesus. So he wasn't around when all this was happening, so he didn't record it. The ones that recorded it actually were present in that happening. And here we find... Jesus saying to them, be of good cheer. And what he's actually saying to me is I am. I am here. Not I am, but I am here. God is present in your midst. God is present when we have trials. God is present to give us that encouragement, that comfort, that part that supplies our need on an everyday basis. He gives us the courage to go forward. We find in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 5, it says, I will never, ever leave you. 
never leave you, never forsake you. Jesus says, I'm going to encourage you and be right there. I am. And then in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16, I mean, sorry, in, uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, he says, I will not fear, but I can't, man can do to me. I'll not fear what men can do to me because God is in charge. You'll take care of me. Comfort. Comfort in God. Knowing that I can sit back, not just twiddle my thumbs, but sit back and enjoy the power and the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, in my life on an ongoing basis, everyday basis, every moment basis. It's not something that just happens now and then. It's not something that just takes place on a few occasions. It's something that is continually going on. Be of good cheer. Be happy. Be comforted. Be steadfast. Be assured. Be encouraged. Know that God is supplying every need that we have, including our completeness. The Word tells us in Philippians 4 and 19, and Jesus can and will supply every need you have. Every need. Be of good cheer because I have provided salvation. Be of good cheer because I have provided success in overcoming through victory in Jesus. Be of good cheer because I will be there always for you and take care of situations. I encourage us as Christians, I encourage us as believers to turn away from what the world says and to turn to what God says and what he's done for us. One last verse in Romans chapter 14. In Romans chapter 14. In verse 22 and 23, I mentioned those again all ago, but I want to read them. And it says, Do you have faith? Have it to yourselves before God. Happy is he who does not condemn himself what he approves. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith or whatever is not from faith is sin. When we're not walking in God, in faith in Him, we're walking in sin. Listen closely. Do you have faith? Do we truly believe that God has prepared it all for us? Can we truly believe that we can rejoice and be happy? every day. Do we truly believe we could be
comforted through God the Holy Spirit every day? Do you truly believe in faith that God will provide all you need and supply it? In our day and time, when the economy is going kind of wacky, things are not happening like we would like for them to, possibly in some areas. The place to turn is not to, God, not to the government, not to the president, but to God. And God will take care of it. I said this this past week to a person that was in my office that God would handle it. And that person looked at me and said, When? I don't have that answer. I don't have that answer. But I can assure you, He will handle it in God's own time. To where it'll be best for you and bring glory to God. That's the only way I can answer that. I can't say next week, next month, or day after tomorrow, or an hour from now. But I can definitely say God will handle it, and it'll be best for you, and it'll be glory, it'll bring glory to God. So as we go through these times of trial, remember, Jesus said, be of good cheer. Be happy. Be faithful. Let him supply the needs you have. For he has provided us salvation and victory through it all. Lord God, I thank you and I praise your name that you blessed. And I, I thank you for allowing us to be right here tonight. I thank you for these, your people. Father, I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for their love for you and for Cherry and I. And I just ask you, Father, to bless them in all that they do. Draw them close unto you. And Father, let us just be a witness, a testimony, a living testimony for you in all that we do and wherever we are. And we'll just give you praise and glory for it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. For sure. Well, all of you had a bulletin this morning. I pray that you read it. But just in case you didn't, don't forget GBS is going to have a potluck and going to have uh, Dr. Hoover going to be here and he is going to share the word. And he is also an illusionist. And Brother Terry gave a testimony that he knew him and has been, had seen him and he's very good with the word and with his illusion. So be here. That's on August the 15th, 1130 Family Life Center, Cover Dish Dinner. Please come and be a part of that. Also, Miss Jackie told us about the ladies' uh, Bible studies and all this morning. Information's on the wall out there. If for some reason you left your glasses at home and you can't read it, ask Miss Chair or ask Jackie. I guarantee you, or, or, or Cindy back there, any of them can answer your question about it. So you talk to them, and uh, they'll give you that information, point you in the right direction anyway. Uh, men's breakfast, don't forget that, August the 12th, 8 o'clock, men, get signed up. 
be a part of that and get plugged in for that. We'll have a great time. Also, our men's retreat at Trace Hollow on September 22nd. Gentlemen, get signed up. There's a, a bill has gone to the trouble of getting a sheet made out with listing every bed that's there. All you got to do is pay you $25, put your name on a bed, and that's where you'll be sleeping. So come on, be a part. And Brother uh, Scott Hobbs will be sharing uh, the Word of God with us on Saturday morning and Saturday at noon. So please come and be a part of that and enjoy a good steak over at the Steak Inn. We have the entire ground floor of the Steak Inn reserved for our for our meal. And that will be, it's a little later than what I was hoping, but we just couldn't get it any earlier. It'd be at 7 o'clock so when we'll be there to, to eat. So we'll enjoy that. Our uh, students will have their back-to-school bash uh, on August the 5th, 12 to 8 o'clock right here at the church. And you be in prayer for them and Brother Thomas and the sponsors as they work with them, prepare them to go back to school. Uh, the, uh, the banquet for the uh, Loving Choices is coming up. Be sure and be a part of that. Read about those. Folks, yes, it's a fundraiser, but they're not going to harass you. They're not going to fleece you. You're going to eat a good meal. You're going to hear a great speaker. And if God lays on your heart to give some to them, praise God. If, they, if he doesn't, don't feel bad. Just say, praise God, that I got to be here. So come on and be a part and support that. It's a great, great ministry. And we praise God. I... Uh, I don't know if you looked at the bulletin board. I think it's hanging on the bulletin board. Our uh, baby bottles, uh, I don't remember the exact dollar, but it was 1300 and something dollars that we collected through the baby bottles this year. And we praise God for that, for sure. Any other word, anywhere? Yes, Nancy. Somebody's going to have to speak louder than she is. You got your answer. Okay, I couldn't hear your question, so I apologize. Any other word? God bless you, Judy Smith.